You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of The Uncommon Podcast, where I am your host, Philip. Hey, I'm Ryan. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're talking about one of the six pillars of being uncommon. It's a new one. We've been talking about radical relationships. We talked about victorious vision, which previously was Dare to Dream. We kind of <laughs> talked about that last episode. Rest uh, in peace, Dare to Dream. Yeah. <laughs> Long live you, brother. Uh, today, we're talking about worthwhile work. Yeah. What does that even mean? Well, at this point, you're probably noticing there's some alliteration going on here. Radical relationships, uh, stellar stewardship, uh, now worthwhile work. Thanks to Ryan Garvey. Uh, yeah, I try to make it fun. Um, but yeah, what I want to ask you, what comes to your mind when you think of worthwhile work? Oh, man. It's when you don't feel like you're working a day in your life. Okay. Okay? That's <laughs> We're just going to boil it down to that. When you're podcasting? Yeah, when you're That's just perfect. podcasting, like, wait, I get paid for <laughs> this? your buddy? Which I don't get paid for this, but <laughs> you get it. Like When you get to wake up in the morning and you l- can't wait to go express whatever you're going to do that day, it's kind of like... People are like, I'm not a morning people. I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but tell me this. When you're on vacation, you're a morning person. Yeah. Or you're going to go on vacation. When time you wake up? Well, you wake up with, earlier. With the sun. Yeah, baby. Because yeah. you got things to do. You're excited <laughs> about it. That's what I think when I think of worthwhile work. What, yeah. about, what about you? Yeah. Um, I think just doing something with integrity to the best of your ability. So that's part of it. So like... Colossians 3.23 is a big verse for me. It says, like, whatever you do, do it with all your heart as working unto the Lord, not for human masters. You know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you're serving. So that's, like, foremost in my mind of, like, yeah, I'm doing this because I, I want to do it, but I'm doing it because, like, God's called me to do it. And ultimately, right. it's not to earn a paycheck or or even just to, like, help whoever I'm helping. It's for his glory. Right. And there's another quote that I want to share. Martin Luther King Jr., I love this. He says, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. So even understanding like whatever you're doing, even if you, and I've struggled with this, even feeling like not that it's work that's quote unquote beneath you, but just that you're meant for something more and it's not really fulfilling you in the way you hmm. want to be fulfilled. Just knowing like, man, you could be the best at like what you do. And like again, you're doing it for the glory of God and, right. and that can be its own reward. All right. We have two different de- definitions. Here. <laughs> Which ones are we going to land on? Because what I would say for the sweet sweeper, yeah, for sure, you're providing for your family. Yep. I have a story. I think it's kind of applicable. It's called the three bricklayers. Yes. Uh, we talked about this. Um, so there's one, there's a guy walking down the street and he comes up to this first bricklayer. He's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, what does it look like I'm doing? Like I'm laying bricks. Like I'm, 
I've got a job. Like yep. I got to like, what, what, what does it look like I'm doing here? All right, moving on. <laughs> Second bricklayer, what are you doing? And the guy's like, I'm providing for my family. Mm. And then he goes to the third bricklayer. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm building a cathedral for God's people. Yeah. Okay. So in that, they're, th- they're all doing the same thing. Yep. But one seems like it's more worthwhile than the others. Yeah. And I make the argument that I bet you bricklayer number three is, uh, that's his business. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. <laughs> but he likes to do it. And he knows there's a bigger purpose of why he's right. doing it. Now, could it be that this, you know, the first bricklayer could have a different perspective and, and have a different, like, have a worthwhile perspective that, yes, totally. But I would say that the third one seems like he enjoys what he's doing. He sees that as part of a bigger picture, and he's doing it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also doing it because he just enjoys doing it. And in that, he's providing for his family. He's doing a job, both first and second bricklayers. Yeah. But he's doing it with intention. I think is really cool. Yeah. I think he gets up in the morning like I gotta go, I gotta go build a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow! Yeah. You know, uh, there's not a lot of excitement that I see of people working at Wells Fargo. But what you're saying is you can still have worthwhile work, right? Yeah. Or am I like putting words in your mouth? Yeah, no. Like that's a great story because it just shows the importance of perspective and like what you choose to focus on um, really can transcend like even the task that you're doing. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a great point. So here's another thing too. Like I think it's pretty obvious. Like I have another, I have a company on the, on the side. We'll just say that it's actually the primary way that I make my morning, my money. Uh, it's called the uncommon wealth partners. And in that we wanted to try to take people and see what they were passionate about and help them organize their money to help them get to that end. Mm -hmm. For example, a lot of people come to us and say, Hey, at uncommon wealth partners, I want a Roth IRA. And the first thing I'd say is like, oh my gosh, like, what do you mean? Nobody comes to me and says they want a Roth IRA. That's what you wanted when you were growing up? Yeah, like what? (laughs) That makes no sense to me. Like, what are you trying to achieve? And that was the part where I think this is the uncommon perspective of the financial world. It's like, stop trying to amass all this money and let's start talking about what your end goal is and see if there's a better way to help you and a quicker way to use your money to get to that end. And our biggest thing is like, you are your best asset. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation this morning. He's doing something completely different. He's like, hey, I think I want to help. Like, I want to go and, and get my counseling degree. And I want to pour into people by counseling. And I said, it would be the best use of your money to slow down your 401k mm-hmm. contribution and go get that degree and then now go pursue something you're super passionate about. Now, every financial advisor out there is cringing they, mm. when they hear me say that. But like, you tell me that that's not the best thing because now we have an individual who's pursuing his passion and we're helping him do so. That to me is worthwhile work. Yeah. When you feel like you have a bigger calling or something that like this seems to be matching not only my experience, but the way that I'm wired, how God's gifted me, I'm going to use those for the glory of God is where I feel like worthwhile work now just takes off yep. to a whole nother level. But I will say this for the person that works at Wells Fargo. I, I really, I really go after these Wells Fargo people. So one, if you work at Wells Fargo and you love your job, reach Kudos, out to me. Yeah. I would love to hear about it. <laughs> uh, for the other people, the other 99%, it's probably not true. But like, how can you use your profession or the ways that God has gifted you in the place where you're at now? How can you steward that well? 
Mm-hmm. How can you make it worthwhile? How can you be the best employee that you possibly can be? Yeah. I still think there's worthwhileness in that as yeah. well. And I think there's discipline in that. And I think it's hard at some, I, almost harder than doing something you love to do, right? Or pursuing something you love to do. Sometimes there's a wisdom in grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is truth in both definitions. Yeah. Writing it all back in. So, yeah. Yeah. And even seeing your workplace as, you know, mission field or like work as worship and just like asking yourself the question, like who are the people that God has placed me around coworkers, customers, my boss, regardless of what that relationship looks like, if it's, if it's good, but yeah, just how do I love those people? Well, how do I encourage them? How do I, um, inspire them even just through my own efforts? Mm -hmm. Um, they see me working hard at what I do or I'm not joining in the conversations that are of a complaining nature about mm-hmm. so-and-so just choosing to, to be a light in a, in a workplace. Right. And I think when you focus on how you're going to love the people around you, well, it can even um, kind of lessen any aspects of the, the work that maybe you don't love the most. Right. That makes sense. Right. Right. And I will say this, that it does seem like even when we get people into their place where they're like loving their life every day, they're pursuing their passions, it will always change. Mm. Here's what I'd say, that when you're outside of pursuing your passion and you're starting to become into it, there will always be things of like, oh, this is aspects I didn't realize I wouldn't like. That makes sense? Like, oh, I didn't know I didn't like to do paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) Now I have to do a lot of paperwork. (laughs) Or... um, this is a stupid story, but when I was a first going into college, it, we had freshman orientation, and I guess you were supposed to declare a major before you got to this freshman orientation, which sounds mind-boggling and stupid yeah. <laughs> for the record, but I didn't do that. So I was sitting there like, well, what do I do? Because they're like, now go to the place where you feel like is your major. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I went, are you ready for this? I went to go to pre-law because like I've seen the movies. I've seen Tom Cruise yeah. dominate in the courtroom, okay? And I get there and I don't know what happened, but somebody's like, oh yeah, I can't wait to just do research and like really pour into like reading and like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I want to just be in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And she was like, well, that's like 10% of the time. Like the 90% of the time is like researching and understanding and like, and I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. <laughs> this isn't the place for Not me. like in the movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back to my point is, is when you're pursuing your passion, there's always things that like you'll like and things that you have to do. Yep. And when you get to uh, the successful point of where you're like the most successful, you can hire some people to do the things you don't want to do. Mm. But it's ever-changing. Like we're fickle people as humans. Like we think we want something, we get it. And we're like, eh, we don't really want that anymore because ultimately like our satisfaction has to be in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, we're going to be drastically frustrated. Yeah. But to me, it does think there is something about worthwhile work. And another thing that I would say is like the experience that you've had has to play into what you want to go after. If your job isn't fulfilling in this worthwhileness, um, so if you wanted to go and go into real estate, you have no experience in real estate. You don't know anybody in real estate. I would challenge that person to be like, is this the right path for you? Yeah. Now, if you have a mentor or like your parents were like way in real estate, like, okay, now that's different. But it does seem like 
experience that God has given to you should line up to what you should use as a good steward to try to help moving forward in your work life. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I love that you touched on that because that was one thing I was wanting us to address is a lot of people listening to this and I myself have been in this position. I know you have too prior to Uncommonwealth yep. Partners of just like, I'm in a job and it's not fulfilling me. Like I don't feel like I'm making an impact. And so the challenge there is to trust like that it is a process. And if you believe that you have a quote unquote calling, like I can look back on my life and see the different jobs that I was in and just see the path that God orchestrated to allow me to learn different skills yeah. that I needed for where he has me now. Right. And so just trusting in his timing and in his will and um, even just kind of navigating that line between contentment of where you're at while also desiring something more um, is just something you've got to work out and, Right. And definitely like having a mentor around you to right. bounce ideas off of and have accountability. Right. Like, okay, so like you don't want to be here. Where is it you want to go? What is the action steps? Like, are you even taking action to like educate? Let's go back to your real estate one. Yeah. Maybe you don't have a mentor or you've never closed a first deal. Are you reading some books? Are you listening yeah. to some podcasts? Yeah. Are you analyzing properties? Right. Like there are the simple things you can start to do to yep. kind of shift the the tide of your right. career path. So it's so true. And I used to be a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. So before Uncommonwealth Partners, before financial services, I was a pharmaceutical rep. Uh, one, if you're a doctor out there, sorry, I was that guy. <laughs> uh, but I I realized that like I enjoyed that job, but it wasn't a career. It wasn't a career. And then once uh, our whole team got cut, my whole, my boss, his boss got cut. It was just a shellacking. And I realized like at that point, it was the golden handcuffs. Mm. I would have never left it. So what is, yeah, explain what that is. Yeah. Golden handcuffs is when uh, they're handcuffs. So they're kind of like restricting, but they're golden. So you're like, but they're kind of pretty, like (laughs) look at them, you know, and and you would never want to like break out of them. Because it's it's a cush job, you know. You get a car. There's benefits. There's benefits, yep. but it wasn't my passion, and it almost like dumbed down. Obviously, where God wanted me, and and it took him like, and you're fired, you know, <laughs> and you're cut, which didn't feel great. But it was the best decision of like it was the only thing God could have done because mm-hmm. I think I still would have been there today. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I couldn't have been to where I was in today. And so sometimes your job is the golden handcuffs. And you have to look around and be like, is this really though what God is wanting for you? And it might be. And but if you prayerfully consider it, I think that for for my case, he was like, No, that's not what I want you to do, Philip. I want you to do something a little different. Hey, this is Philip. And Ryan. Taking a quick break from our episode to bring you a huge announcement. Registration for our live experiences is now open. That's great, Philip. What are the experiences? Glad you asked, Ryan. We're offering two experiences. The Uncommon Escape is just that, a 16-hour escape that will disrupt your daily routine with a fun competition and exercises for personal growth. All while you get to know fellow Uncommoners, you'll walk away with three things, renewed energy and focus, authentic friendships and like-minded men, actionable tools to enhance your relationships and attain worthwhile goals. That sounds fun. What's the other experience? 
The other option is our Elevate experience, the one I'm personally excited about. It's a 48-hour retreat specifically geared towards men desiring to go further, faster, and have a ton of fun in the process. You'll enjoy unique experiences and elevate your personal growth through expert coaching and intensive hands-on training. You will walk away with three things. Once-in-a-lifetime experiences, a six-month action plan to achieve your most transformative goals, and a clear, defined sense of identity and purpose in your life. Wow, that sounds uncommon and awesome. How do I get in on this? Another great question. Uh, Use the link in the show notes and fill out your application. Once we review your application and you're accepted, we'll reach out with the next steps. We're only taking eight men on each experience, so get your application in ASAP and take that next step to your uncommon journey today. Yeah, and just like real questions you'd have to ask yourself if you're in that position of like, okay, I have this salary and these benefits, but what price do I put on living out a calling that truly fulfills me? And then like, what am I willing to sacrifice to like make that dream a reality? Can I, you know, take 50% pay cut? And like, Mm -hmm. have I put some systems in place that will let me and my family get by until, you know, I'm able to make an income doing what I truly love? And just starting to ask yourself those questions. And like we go back to the retirement thing. We save and we put money away for retirement, most of us, so that we can live this ideal life in our golden years for, you know, 20 or so years. But what we talk about is like, what if you flip that? And like, how can you use money in a different way now to pursue that dream life now and live it, live it now? Right now. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Instead of just waiting. Yeah. So here's the thing that happens and I'll go to uncommon wealth partners for a second is if you focus on what you're passionate about and use your money and monetary information or assets to pursue something you want to do forever, you don't have to mask all this big amount of money. Everybody else is doing it the common way, which is like, Hey, I know I don't love Wells Fargo, but like it pays the bills Mm -hmm. and I'm getting this big thing. And they're trying to mask all this wealth so they can stop working (laughs) and then go do what they want to do. It's completely backwards to me, but I've been doing this for 10 years. So versus taking your money, using it to help you actually pursue something you love to do and every day wake up and do that and get paid for it. When do you want to stop doing that? Right. When you love what you do? Well, never. You don't want to retire. That's not right. the goal anymore. That's not the goal anymore. So it's a complete mind shift. It's an uncommon perspective uh, to help you impact others. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Here's a question that I'd have for our listeners. All right. If money were no object and you couldn't fail, what would you do tomorrow? Now, you could say like, hey, what if you won the lottery? Well, it's tough when you don't play the lottery. <laughs> but what if you come into money and wealth? What would you do the next day? Mm-hmm. And not the next day. Like, you're going to go on vacation. I get it. You're not going to make a business out of it for the most part. There's some people who do, but it's tough. Like, traveling is tough. So, yeah, you take a little hiatus. I get it. <laughs> but when you come back, what are you going to do with your day? Yeah. Because you're not going to be going golfing all day. Maybe you are. If you are, then let's go get you to pursue how to teach people golf. I don't know. But what is it that you're going to do to not only keep your mind sharp, but impact the world? To me, that's where you need to start on this whole pursuit of your passion. That's what you're excited about. Now think about this for just a demonstration. We'll go to affirmation visualization. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you woke up and you did that every day, when would you want to stop doing that? Yeah, never. Never. Okay. So write that down. Write down what that thing is. And what are you doing today to get one step closer to that end? 
That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's going to take a little bit of money, I bet. So what is it that you can sacrifice to get one step closer to pursuing that passion? Now we're on that worthwhile path in my perspective. And I think a lot of people's perspective. Yeah, that's great. That's a great action step. I will leave you with this challenge as well. So regardless of if you're in a job that feels more like a job and not a calling and you struggle to feel fulfilled in it, or you're in your, well, let's just start there. I would say think of one thing that makes that, job worthwhile for you because there's always something whether it's you're helping people or you're able to be active or you drive a truck and you get to see you know different places there's something there that makes what you do worthwhile Mm. and then think of something else that you can take action on that would make it even more worthwhile so what is something you can do whether it's a tangible action or even just changing the way you view your job that would add more value, make it feel more worthwhile. Um, because that's, we all find ourselves in that place at some point where we know like we're not in that calling that yeah. we really want to be in. Yeah. And we don't know it's true. when it's going to change. So we just want to make it a better experience yeah, like right. in the waiting, right. you know, and, and realize like there's always something to be thankful yeah, for. Yeah, you can be victim all you want, but that's right. not uncommon. That's not why you're right. You're not, that's what, not why you're listening to this podcast. I'll no, tell you no, that no, right no. now. <laughs> for sure. Right. Okay, so I'll, I'll leave your two thoughts here. And I feel like we're going to like the third bonus thing that you can <laughs> yeah. think of. Okay. Uh, I was having a conversation yesterday in the car and somebody said to me, the guy that I was driving with, He's like, I would love to see how many hours you're working a week. He's like, how many hours do you work? And I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> because I don't, pres- I don't look at my life as work the whole day. Does that make sense? Like it is, everything is like super, like I can't wait to have this meeting. I can't mm-hmm. wait to have this meeting. I can't wait to connect with this guy. Um, that doesn't feel like work to me. But if somebody else that didn't have that passion were to see my day, they'd be like, you work 70 hours a week. Like, <laughs> how is this possible? Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel p- like, it doesn't feel like that to me. Uh, this is the way God's wired me. Uh, and to, so, so that's just, it, it's, it's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're looking at an outsider's perspective and it's not your gifting, like for example, paperwork, that's just something I always go to. If I had to do paperwork for three hours a week, I'd be like, it's too much. I quit. Yep, we're done. <laughs> uh, I'd have to go back to your uh, challenge. But I don't, but there are people out there who do. But if somebody's like, I do paperwork and I just do paperwork all the time <laughs> and I don't know how many times I work or how, how many hours I work, it's just really interesting to see how we're all wired. It gets me excited. <laughs> Last thing, here's my challenge to you, like a triple challenge. Ask your the person closest to you what they see as your ideal career mm. or your like ideal, like if I didn't like, what would I do? What are my gifts? What are my passions? It's kind of like, Hey, what would I do in your perspective mm. from what you know about me? What would I do that would get me excited yeah. and just hear what they have to say. I think that would be a really interesting yeah. Ask that question to several people. Yeah. That's a great idea. Oh, giddy up. Anyway, that's all we got for you. Uh, you've been listening to the uncommon podcast. I've been your host, Philip. Hey, I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Until then, I think you guys should go out and do one of these challenges. There's three of them. Pick one. <laughs>